Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we got another exciting episode because Doug and Brianne Hamilton are very, very busy people who are rocking it in real estate investing because they're both, I believe they're both still working full-time at jobs. They've got their own real estate investing portfolio. They focus a lot on short-term rentals. They've got property management companies, short-term and long-term rental type management. And they got twins that I believe are seven years old. So how the hell you guys juggle all of this is what I want to get to the bottom of in today's interview. So welcome to the show. Great to great to have you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. So okay. yeah, we just don't sleep. That's basically, you have to knock you're that out. You're looking awfully right perky. A really bad habit, right? You're, you're looking awfully perky for, not, for people that don't sleep. So good on you. But how did you get in the whole real estate thing in the first place? Because Doug, I know you've got a, a strong background in in the trades and, and whatnot, but what was it that really kind of sparked you guys to jump in and start doing this stuff? Um, yeah, so like, I mean, I, I do work in the trades. A lot of my uh, bosses have worked um, in real estate and have owned a lot of real estate. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just made sense to eventually get your own real estate. A lot of tradespeople do. Um, so that was kind of my um, first snippet uh, at uh, the benefits of real estate. Um, and we talked about it for a long time. We owned our own home in Toronto and, um, you know. Well, if, if you've owned it for some time, that's been a pretty good yeah, ROI, right. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we started doing uh, renos and we started doing duplexes, um, like a lot of people when they were making a lot of sense. Um, so we were doing that. Now, were you, were you, were uh, you doing, we, were you doing flips or were you reno, renovating them and holding on to them? Yeah, we were, we were doing the Burr method. So okay, renovating right. and holding on to them. Um, you know, pulling out the cash out of the deal and then kind of rinse and repeat. So that really worked out well. Um, and then we kind of got into um, cottages, um, some larger buildings, like a fourplex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, slowly we got into property management, um, which is, it made sense to kind of start doing mm-hmm. as well. So, so Brian, yeah. was it, was it uh, the whole real estate investing thing, something that you were interested in from the get-go or or did Doug kind of have to talk you into it? <laughs> no, um, I think uh, both equally from the get-go. Like, I guess on my side, I've always, you know, starting, I guess, way back in the early 2000s, I was actually considering going into interior design as like, uh, you know, in my schooling, but that didn't, um, that didn't work out. But yeah, no, I've always loved homes, renovating, um, and that sort of thing. And I think for us, it was really, you know, as we were starting to get a little bit older, you know, starting to, you know, have kids and thinking about long-term, um, you know, Doug being in the trades, he never, he didn't have a pension or Mm -hmm. really any type of retirement, you know? So it was kind of like, what can we do to make sure that we can retire comfortably and not have to worry? Um, you know, we don't want to just live off of my pension and I didn't want to work till I'm like, you know, yeah. Uh, old and gray. So yeah, so real estate just kind of made sense. And um, obviously, you know, being a bit lucky, I guess, being able to get our home in Toronto when we did, we were able to then leverage that to grow our portfolio. 
Yeah. So when was that first revenue property purchased? What was when was your first deal? So it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so we closed, yeah, near mm-hmm. fall of 2019, started the renos. Um, you know, we went right through COVID um with our first property. So that was interesting. But again, I guess maybe we lucked out being that we didn't know really any difference. So everything just kind of, you know, seemed good. We actually weren't delayed much. No. But that well, but- um yeah, exactly. Got an inside yeah, scoop it. there, Doug. I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> well, that okay. Well, that's cool, you guys. So you started 2019, really going. We're, we're recording this early on in 2023. So, you know, four years in. What does your portfolio look like at this point? So right now we have eight properties, right. uh, approximately, I guess about 15 doors. The nice. the biggest is a fourplex, and then we we have a, a single family home. Like we, actually, it's a cottage. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, ranges in that. Um, we've done mostly burrs on them. A couple were buy and holds. Um, one was a very large renovation restoration as well. Yeah, and um, most I guess financed with our you know leveraging our property but we've also done uh joint venture deals yeah and also leveraged um private money so we've been um yeah experimenting with the various methods and and ways to to finance yeah. these to to build our portfolio i mean as long as it makes sense and that i think that's where we've done fairly well um we didn't you know uh, get too hyped up about you know, the exciting new things. We just kind of stuck to the numbers. We got really good at analyzing properties. Mm-hmm. Brianne is very you know, good at that. Um, and then when we're looking at property, we we know, or I know what I'm looking at, right? So yeah. I know what the problems could be. I've also got experience. I mean, being in the trades, um, I've done a lot of apartment buildings in my day. So all the guys that I've worked with have owned or ran large real estate REITs, right? Mm -hmm. So that also brought in a bunch of um, knowledge. So I also knew what you were, you need to look out for, for, you know, tenant pools and the right areas. And there was, it it just made sense. So, um, you know, we, we stuck to the numbers and we've found that like, even now you can find deals out there and it doesn't really matter where you So, Well, that was the other question I was going to ask, where are most of these properties? Because you're in Toronto, which is the most expensive market in Canada, right up there with Vancouver. So making a single family home cash flow positive in Toronto, even as a short-term rental, it's got to be kind of tough these days. So where, yeah, where do you guys like focus you're, on? You're not doing it necessarily here. So we've got in we've got properties in Brantford, uh, Holland County, Norfolk County, uh, and Sudbury. So for our American friends that aren't familiar with the the GTA in Ontario, how far away is that from where you guys are? So it's a little spread out. Yeah. So the the closest kind of the pool is kind of near Hamilton area, and that's about an hour no. uh, to an hour and a half to two hours, like that. Depending on traffic, big pool of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we do a lot of property management there too. Uh, and then in Sudbury we've got some, which is actually quite far. It's about four hours. So it's North. Right. 
So how did you how did you guys decide to jump into the whole property management side of things and and what does that side of your business look like? Well, that's we're it, that's growing like gangbusters right now. So um, we got in there um, just because we we were doing it for ourselves. Um, we started some short term stuff. Um, and then it was a very easy jump to get into uh, property management. So like many people that have started property management companies, you're there, somebody asks you to do something, you're like, yep, absolutely, we can do that. Or somebody, you know, a, a client says, I've got a problem, right, before they were clients. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, you do this and this and this. And I think our first client said, well, can't, can't you just do it? Because I'm, it, it's just, it's mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. So that's what happened, right? Um, we kind of took over the reins, we sorted some problems out with um, tenant issues, um, property issues, um, uh, some some construction issues, uh, and it it all worked out. Um, and we so this this was for that. a long term. Yeah, this is for a long term rental. Yeah. Um, and and now we've got various other projects with that client, right? So, yeah. uh, and a lot of our new buildings that we're looking at. Uh, even in purchasing, a lot of them come from our, our clients, right? Because it, it makes sense that we're, you know, a lot, a lot of together. long distance landlords, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what, at this point, what does your, what do your property management companies look like on the short-term side and the long-term side? Like how many, how many clients do you have or how many units or how many buildings are you managing? in each one of those buckets? Um, that is um, hard to say. Um, so- Well, so on the on the short-term side, we have, um, uh, I guess, nine to 10 clients. Yeah. So we're, we're managing- in- Including um, yourselves, right? So Yeah, in- yeah I yeah. guess, yeah, we technically are one of our own clients. Mm-hmm. So uh, right now, actively, we have um, 10 properties that are uh, short-term rentals. And then on the long-term uh, property management, it varies a bit because given the the kind of services we offer, some clients we just do leasing. So, um, you know, we have a really good uh, tenant placement process. So some of it is just leasing and long-term management. Um, well, we're probably over, I don't know, 25, 30 now. Yep. So it, it's really been snowballing. I think like um, Doug kind of mentioned, when we started with our own properties and given that they're all in Ontario and I'm sure even your listeners who aren't in Ontario hear about the horror stories here. We yeah. Now you're, really... you're referring to the landlord's <laughs> tenancy board there being yes, very in favor right. of the, of the yes. tenants versus the landlords. Yes. You know, so given, you know, our portfolio is obviously very important and we want to make sure that it's, um, you know, maintained and profitable. We spent a lot of time researching and learning everything we needed to know about navigating uh, the the RTA and the LTB. So that really helped us build out some really great processes around getting the right tenants and managing those relationships because, yeah. uh, you know, we're providing homes for our tenants and we want them to enjoy where they're living, but we also want to make sure we're placing people that will be paying and respecting That's the right. property. You know, it's a business yeah. um, at the end of the day. So you know, given what we kind of set up for ourselves, I think it was very easy for people to kind of 
see what see what we're doing and basically want to you know jump in on that so yeah, um, well, it's, it's, it's nice yeah and the it's, whole it's who nice not compliment. how type thing they've they yeah, see that you've it in and that's the biggest challenge i think most people have i'll ask you guys if you agree is finding good property management right so especially folks that are managing from afar yeah. you guys have have dialed it in you figured it out most people don't so they rely on local property management companies, which are hit and miss at best. It's hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you guys have some bad experiences early on trying to outsource property management? And that's why you brought it in-house? No, we've always done um, our own property management. Um, but I uh, was aware of core stories. Um, mm-hmm. I even had a stint at Toronto Housing Corporation um, doing some, you know, um, maintenance work there. So I, I knew what could possibly go wrong, <laughs> right? And in a very bad way. Yeah, right? you've seen um, some of those nightmares happen. So, yeah. and and we've gone through some of our nightmares. Um, a lot of them actually were helping out friends and then now um, clients yeah. get out of really tough situations with, um, you know, problems with buildings, problems with, you know, tenants and stuff like that. Um, and I, I I think what we bring to it is that we try to be very respectful uh, to both our tenants and our, our clients. Um, and we, we get it. Like, we've been there. We know how heart-wrenching it is to be in a situation where you know, you've got everything riding on this property and things are going wrong and it's very difficult and it's, you can't sleep. And so yeah. we bring that to our clients. The, we're not going to fleece them. What we want to do is we want them to be successful because every time we do that, uh, what happens is that our business grows, right? Well, every time we give our, you know, all to a client, he tur- you know, he or she turns around and says, you guys are well, let, let me ask you this. Are you guys managing a lot of single family homes for the long-term no. stuff or is it mostly multifamily properties? So multifamily. So the biggest one we've got right now, we're boutique, right? So the biggest one we've got is a fiveplex uh, right okay, now. So small multifamily, yeah. Yeah, they're small multifamily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I still work full-time, yeah. uh, but I actually work for a company that works for some of the larger um companies in um in Canada, right? So the bigger REITs. So um and I'm I'm staying there because I'm learn I learn every like every nice. day I still learn tons of yeah. stuff. So it's it's great to to have that. Um but yeah it's mostly small uh boutique multifamily and then a lot of our short term which is very kind of a, it's a very different thing. Yeah. Well, it's completely different that as a different, different business models, different tenants or guests as, yep. as the case may be. Hey, I mean, so I want, I want to ask you guys a little bit about this, the property management side of things, because, um, you know, I've, I've got a, a client of mine who's into multifamily and she ended, she's in BC. She ended up creating quite a big portfolio in Ontario, Thunder Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. She went through nightmare after nightmare finding property management companies. She ended up moving over there, starting her own property management company just to take care of her own properties because she couldn't find yeah. good help, so to speak. 
So that's that's how big of a deal it was for her. And then on the other hand, I, I recall uh, knowing a property manager, and we were talking about okay, what what kind of volume do you have to have to make this a really viable business? And I, if memory serves me correctly, they were talking about they they needed at least four hundred doors for that to really make sense as a standalone business. What what are your thoughts about that? And and uh, you know, um, yeah. What what are you, what are your thoughts about what kind of size you need to get to for this to be a really good business, standalone kind of business by itself? Yeah. So I think definitely at you know at the time being we're still working our other jobs. So yeah. where we're at now, um, we we do know we need to keep growing this, and that's why we've also kind of have both sides of it. Because on the long term, if it was just long term, yes, you definitely need about that to to make it yeah. profitable, to mm-hmm. you know be a sustaining business, and you know pay employees and and all of those fun things. Um, but with the complement of also doing the short term rental side, we're seeing that we're able to you know scale that as well. But we can kind of you know, and like Doug mentioned, like we're more, we see ourselves as more of a boutique offering. And so we don't have to be massive and have, you know, 400 doors on one side and you end up losing a bit of that, um, you know, control and just, oh, for sure. you know, yeah, you got you to delegate to employees and exactly. everything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so by having both sides, we can scale both, you know, equally, but still keep it manageable so that, um, you know, it can sustain us, it can provide income for us and be, you know, a, a successful business. But it also um, gives our clients that kind of, you know, that peace of mind that, hey, it's not just some, we're not just a number to them, right? You're not, not you're not just a big faceless yeah. name. Yes. Corporate yeah. And we thing. need yeah. to make sure that we're okay. Um, we talked to a lot of clients to, to, you know, we've actually said, you know what, maybe you're not, we're not the best for you because you're not there yet to have a property manager, right? The, mm-hmm. bu- the building is not making enough to actually warrant a property manager, yeah. right? And what they get trapped into is this concept of, well, I need it. So I'll get that one because he said he'll do it for this and X amount of money. And I'm like, yeah, but you've, you're going to hit a, a, a big roadblock because now you've given this property, let, let's say it's a duplex. There's not, you know, that much. If you only give them a certain percentage every month of only two rents, yeah, exactly. there's not enough money. So what kind of service is he giving you? Right. right? That's a big deal. Right. So, mm. you know, um, you know, we don't ask the people to just leave, right? Like we'll, we'll help you out, but you know, there is that where maybe it's not right for you to kind of hand over the reins, right? Um, well, that's, that's the thing, because you know, a lot of people think, you know, they hear that property management is 4% or 5% of gross rents, but that might be the case in a huge multifamily property. That's right. But when you're talking about a single family home or duplex or smaller, you know, less units, in order for that to be worthwhile, for the property management company, they have to charge much more than that just for it to make sense. And if, you know, especially nowadays that with the cost of properties and rising interest rates, squeezing down that, that cash mm-hmm. flow, that can make a big, big ding on 
people's income from their their revenue properties. So, um, what, what's kind of the range that people should have in mind if they're looking to outsource property management for long term rentals, kind of boutique style, and then also how do you guys price it for the short term rentals? Mm-hmm. So for long term, um, our charge is eight percent, um, which is so very fair. Yeah, in very Ontario, fair. we see yeah between eight to twelve yeah. percent is kind of the the range, um, and then there there's leasing leasing fees are are separate, mm-hmm. and then on the short term rental side, um, our fee is fifteen percent uh, of the the nightly rates, which again is pretty fair. Some people charge more. Yeah. Um, and then we have different fees as well. Like for some of our clients, we help them from start to finish. So, you know, uh, designing all of the the furniture, the rooms, oh, wow. getting yeah. everything, purchasing everything. Um, yeah, well, so that that dolls into your strengths, doesn't it, Brianne? Because exactly, you know, no, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So um, it depends uh, what the project is. Obviously, there there's there's yeah. different um, rates, but um, yeah, we try to be flexible and also you know, understanding that, uh, that our clients still need to make money. And of if course. they're making, you know, the money, then we know it comes, um, it'll come on our, our way as well. So. Well, that's the big advantage. You guys are active real estate investors yourselves, yeah. plus mm-hmm. you're managing property. So you really understand it from all perspectives. Yeah. I think your rates are very, very fair. In fact, I think you probably need to bump them up a little bit. You, you know, you know, yeah. just, just thinking for, on, on your behalf, you know, if, if the range is eight to 12, you're off. It sounds like you're offering a, a boutique high level service there. You should be at the higher end if you ask. Yeah, me. probably. <laughs> so, we, Hey, you guys, so, it, um, yeah. so when it comes to, it's interesting because I was just interviewing another couple earlier today that invest together, work together, life partners, business partners, the whole bit. How have you guys made that work? How have you made that working together, being a husband and wife, being parents, all of that stuff squished together without getting on each other's nerves and and killing each other? We, we just don't speak to each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. So how do, yeah, how do, you, guys, how do you guys make it happen? Um, I, I like, I, I don't know about uh everybody out else out there but i know that me and brianne i would rather be doing this with her and the kids than going to work all the time right i still like it like i still like fixing things and stuff but i prefer you know working on our own thing there's the pride of you know knowing that it's going towards you know our own creation uh, which is really nice. So that kind of keeps us going. Not that everything is hunky dory and rosy. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think I was reading something today where a good relationship has to have some good fights, but you're not supposed to scream at the person, <laughs> just a moderate yelling, you know? <laughs> and so we're good. We're, fine. we're good. Yeah. yeah. There's no screaming going. A lot of, a lot of yelling, no screaming. That's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. And I think also with, um, well, with any business, I, for us having just clear roles on like who's Huge. leading what, who's, you know, on point for what, um, each, is each person stays in their lane. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because when that is not clear and that's all, that is when the fights are like, Oh, I thought you were going to do it. Or you, you know, mm-hmm. you said you were going to do it. So it still happens, um, but yeah. 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 You know, yeah. and, um, 
uh, it's it's still a struggle though. Like we're we're doing so much, and you know, trying to also maintain some balance for our kids, and yeah. you know, have some downtime. Um, you know, we're both workaholics, so it, it's tricky. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we are doing this to have that you know better life, and to eventually have more time or more freedom on our time. So um, <laughs> you know, we're we're still in that grind where you know we have our goals in mind, so it's it's kind of worth it, right? So. Well, that's, that was, yeah. that brings up the next question is time management. You guys must have that pretty well dialed in. If, if you're, are you both still working full-time, full-time jobs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got how many, how many, sorry, how many rental units in your own portfolio? Eight. Eight buildings, but more than that, more rental units, right? Yeah. Like, yeah so about 15. 15 or yeah. 15. Units of your own plus sounds like quite a number of other people's units that you're managing. Yeah. Seven-year-old twins, uh, you know, how do you juggle all of that? And I think we've got I think it looks so damn system. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is it's like all that we've gotten down, like we've been doing it for a long time, is yeah. is well, um, you know professionally i mean right like we understand systems we understand you know constructions and projects and stuff like that so it's been it, you know we've we've developed those skills over our careers yeah. right so that helps for sure i find that the short term is what actually like i mean it it's definitely you know a large income uh for us yeah. Uh, but it does take up the most amount of time, but it also is the most enjoyable for Interesting. all four of the people in the household, right? So we get to go yes. to, you know, cottages and the kids play on new toys and stuff in Muskoka, mm-hmm. right? As we kind of like figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to design things and right. who's going to stay here. So there's all of that going on, but um it is hard work uh and but it, and it's a lot of uh but it's a lot of fun um well, that's good. and then there's the you know working late right well i, w- I was going to ask you that so how do you guys um how do you guys structure your typical day i mean is it, so what does it kind of look like are you both working 9 to 5 type jobs uh if so when do you when do you fit in the the family time when do you fit in the work time what does a typical day outside of your nine to five look like? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, during the week, I'm kind of more kid drop off and all that kind of stuff. I'm working. I'm still um, able to work from home some days. So oh, you've got a little bit more so, flexibility that way. Yeah. Um, you know, so until sometimes I can, you know, take some different calls throughout the day. Okay. So that helps. Um, yeah. And then our, our evenings are mainly, you know, a couple hours with the kids getting all that stuff done. And then I'll switch over to, you know, our, our junction house business in the evenings and and same with Doug, we try to, um, you know, have our touch points and then our weekends are pretty much all, um, working, working, you know, driving, if we have to go check different properties, meet clients, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have help with, from our family with the kids, which is, you know, a godsend that's, uh, um, that really helps. Um, 
so that, you know, they're not just in a car <laughs> 48 yeah. hours every weekend. Um, but yeah, no, like, like anything, you know, there are some sacrifices uh, with that, right? Like, um, I think the last few years, well, since we've been heavily investing more personally too, all of our, like our weekends are spent going to our properties, doing renovations, that sort mm. of thing, right? We're not always able to like do all the play dates and, and kids stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we short, still short term like, pain for long term gain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what, and, what, what, where do you guys see yourself going over the next year or two? Because this level of grind is finite. Like there's, there's only so much of it that you can do and that you probably want to do before you'll burn out. So what, what are you, what are you guys anticipating moving ahead as far as being able to, uh, delegate more of this or, or what's so a, a lot of it, we are starting to delegate um, slowly. Uh, a lot of the systems, I think that we try to bring that any person that, that we do bring on, we try to bring that passion and the, um, the, uh, like the spirit of the company in, into them and make them kind of understand right. uh, what we're all about. Um, and, and that's, you know, that is, changing things um sometimes quite dramatically um so i mean i think where we're going to be going is um we really like working with clients we really like doing short-term rentals i really like doing long-term rental stuff uh and we like working with our clients we like kind of um pushing them forward and it usually always allows us to kind of come together and 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 succeed as well in our business and um so yeah i mean with getting more clients doing some more joint ventures um i i would like to you know grow um until you know we're doing more of the hands off work right um we're doing more of the you know networking um with our clients and making sure that you know, um, the machine is kind of running properly. So, and we're getting there. Uh, we're not there yet, but, you know, if we could have a full day working on the business instead of working in the business, that would be great. Right. Yeah. Definitely. What about you, Brianne? Yeah. I think ultimately, um, I, even though, you know, I have the kind of you know, dream corporate job, pension, all of the things I don't want to be there till I'm 65. So, you know, our dream in the next few years is to be able to, um, you know, have these other businesses grow to a state where they can replace our, our nine to five income, um, you know, and sustain us, uh, moving forward. So Mm -hmm. that is the ultimate, uh, dream, I think of many, right. So exactly. No, that's your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, it's it's inspirational what you've already done, and I'm sure the two of you working together are going to continue to succeed. Uh, so hats off to you. It's it's you. it's I, I really admire what you're doing. If people want to find out more and connect with you, if you had to send them to one spot, what would it be? I think the main one would be our our Junction House Properties Instagram um, page. So just on Instagram, Junction House Properties. Sounds yep. good. All right, you guys. Well, thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your insights, especially around the property management side of things, uh, the relationship side of things, the the time management side of things. 
it was a really good interview. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everybody take care and we'll talk to you on the next episode.